I think it's clear to see there's an over-medication in the U.S. in the first place. With this mental health stuff, people are so quick to be like, oh, I'm depressed, let me go take a medication. For some, it's CBT, that's a very common one. It's cognitive behavioral therapy. DBT, for some, it's motivational interviewing. Like, try I like out CBD. For I some, like, CBD. Yeah. I like We could go ahead and post black screens for Black Lives Matter, but if you're still a racist, that black screen did nothing. It's the same thing, bro. You can post about men's mental health mattering, but then you're still gonna go out on social media and slander a man. The minute you start being desensitized to this sort of work is the minute you're supposed to step away. Because the minute you lose empathy, you cannot perform to your best abilities. Thomas Jefferson? No, uh, dog, the president? What is wrong with you? Thomas, oh my god, wait, no, hold Thomas on. Thomas Jefferson no. created gravity. When you look at Kanye right now, what he's doing, what do you think is going on in his head? Um, you're gonna hate me, but I really can't speak on it. I will say this though, I truly do hope if he is struggling with something or Should anything, he seek help? Yo, welcome back to the Heating Up Podcast, the hottest podcast in the game. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, like button, follow, rate, all that good stuff if you haven't already. But again, thank you for tuning in to another episode today. We are in the new studio. But actually, oh shit, I'm going to be holding this one. So the new studio will already be revealed by the time this comes out. But today, we are in the present studio. The present studio. And we have our very first, if I don't hold it before others, our very first <laughs> guest. Maybe. Ooh. Now, that was the most low, <laughs> low lowest energy. Um, today, we have a very special guest. She is not only a U of A graduate bachelor. She's not only a master's degree uh, uh, holder. Hold. She she got that shit. <laughs> oh, and the, she's in. She's working on it. She is about to get her PhD in forensic psychology. Hold on. We have almost my sister, aka Doctor. Put some respect. Doctor Savina Bello. Okay. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Thank you for the warm welcome. That was very sweet. Thank you. That's my first intro. However, I have only completed my master's in forensic psychology, so I want to preface this. She's licensed by saying, "No, I am not. I'm not licensed to practice." She has treated many. I have just. (laughs) She has at least twenty years of experience. Twenty years in the industry. In the game. No, but I am not a titled holder of forensic psychology just yet but working towards it by trying to get my phd but in the title <laughs> anyways <laughs> um but ethically i'm just dr savina bella yeah anyways. so no today's gonna be a good episode because i want to get into some real shit i know we're always laughing joking making stupid shit and we're still gonna do that today but it is a little bit more of a serious episode uh i think the first thing i kind of want to open with in general today first of all tell me about like your studies okay you're getting your master's degree you're about to finish your trying to get your PhD in forensic psychology. It's not an easy task and you're, no. you've been doing it. Yeah. You've been working really hard at it. Um, would you, is this a field you would recommend in the first place to people? Because first of all, like <clears throat> it is a lot of schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, it's dark, which we will talk about soon, but what do you think? Like, how's the studies been for you? Like just going into forensic psychology in the first place? Honestly, it took me kind of a minute to realize I wanted to do forensics specifically. Like, I I wasn't even sure when I went into college what I wanted to study. I took a whim on an AP psych course I took in high school. I was like, that was pretty cool. Let's try this out for real time. And I finally, like, switched over to it. But forensics didn't hit for me until I did my internship uh, senior year of U of A for college. And there, you know, when you actually see court, you see cases, you see real life people getting real life impacted, you work on their case, you see the details, mm-hmm. you realize this is actually a field I want to go more into and actually, you know, develop my research in. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got into grad school, when I was like, you know what, I think forensics and like clinical work is my route. Not saying that counseling, marriage therapy, school counselors aren't all incredible, whatever they're doing. It's just not my path. I tend to lean towards people who are more in crisis situations and more uh mature in a sense um cool um i think so i I feel like people have this uh stereotype when it comes to criminal fields Mm -hmm. and psychology fields everyone's like i I don't it's not to diss anybody but everyone's like i want to be a psychology major or something like that because they think criminal minds is the life yeah but how realistic is this like 
stereotypical fantasy land, criminal minds. You're doing all this dope shit every time. How realistic is that to the actual work you have been doing? So I'm actually one of the minority. Like probably, I'm not joking. We are minorities. One, one... <laughs> we we yes. have been minorities. Besides that. No, we really are. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, we I'm like maybe the one percenter in forensic psychology that's never seen criminal minds, CSI, FBI, any of those. Never seen in my life. Um, that's actually kind of weird. I know. Since you're in I that know. field. Everyone says that all the time. I just, it's not that I didn't get into it. I know I'd be addicted to it if I watched it. I just, why would I want to go into something sad and then come back from something sad? You haven't watched the show, bro. I, <laughs> it's a good show, bro. Good. It's Fair a enough. good show, bro. But it's not at all like the show. It's not real. There is, no. Uh, everyone talks about it, even the ones, like, uh, my best friend in the who studied with me loves, lives and dies off a podcast of it, shows off of it, YouTube, anything. The, the, the heating up po the, podcast? Po possibly, yes. Um, so, so are you telling me they are a follower? I would they say actually better they, be. they actually better no, be. No, like, no, 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 I'm pretty no. positive they're yeah, a subscriber. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This isn't um, a joke. Yeah. Like, we'll cut all this shit out. Right <laughs> <laughs> Just burns in flames. Just everything. Um, but um, it's not at all. Like, there is, like, small moments where you're like, oh, haha, this kind of, like, mm. feel like a TV show. Like, when I go to court, I'm like, wow, this kind of feels like okay. a movie. But no, when it comes down to it, it's a lot more work. Like they never show report writing, and that's like fifty percent <laughs> of the field. Right there is just sitting at your computer, going, "Oh my god, how do I talk about their background in like one paragraph?" So it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot sure. of work. It's mentally, honestly, I I love what I do, which is why I can kind of power through. A lot of people do the same, but it's mentally exhausting. Like when I come home from externship for like eight to ten hours, I'm I'm going straight to bed. You can't talk to me. I'm putting on American Dad. I'm watching Roger kill himself once more and then go to bed. Uh, can we? Uh, hey, guys, <laughs> oh guys, please. I'm so sorry. She's a forensic psychologist. She knows what she's talking about. If anyone has seen American Dad, they know how insane You don't Roger have to defend America. Yeah. Please stop it. Um, we don't need this canceled. No, but that's cool though. Again, I, I figured it's not, but it, again, there's like mm -hmm. so much stereotype behind it and everything yeah. and it seems cool. It's Don't go into this field if you're in it thinking it's criminal minds. Okay, so what are some advice you can give to people who do want to go into this field? Okay, for starters... Like what's the right candidate for a person who wants to? Like, I don't know. Oh. I might be going into forensic psychology. I don't know. Should I? So and they're they psychology you. in the beginning or they're sure. like uh, criminal studies and psychology, criminal similar, like th that field okay. side of things. So if they come from criminal justice, it's which I know because I literally double majored in it. Their mm. ethics code is completely different. Like they need to learn a ton of boundaries pretty much when they come from criminal justice. Basically, you can have rapport. You can build that connection with your client. Let's say it. But you, when it comes to social fields, like social sciences, social um, workers, all that sort of stuff, psychologists, we have to have a boundary between like, even if we build a connection, which we need to, because I'm your like therapist, quote unquote, it, we still have limitations between one another. Um, so I was, I was <laughs> it Pretend um, like it doesn't exist. Also, I just forget about me. Yeah. It's, it's different. Cause like for business, which you should know, you know, that side more, there is an ideal candidate for that field. Like there's a very specific, a scumbag, <laughs> a piece of shit. but with the social sciences field, um, with psychology, there's not like a ideal, perfect person. You can, I mean, people can say like, yeah, like a person who has a lot of experience in it, who is very empathetic, who, um, possibly had someone who grew up with the same mental illness, but it's not like <clears throat> you don't have to have all that. People could naturally be just good and gifted at talking to people and helping them. So at the end of the day, it's like, how are you flexible to learning? Are you very adaptable? Um, you have to be a good writer. That Lord one actually does I'm not that. leave. Yeah. This is not my field. Yeah, Lord knows I'm not. <laughs> you have to be a human kind of communicative person. You have to be able to think on your feet immediately. Like if a person's telling you something, quite <coughs> deep? dangerous deep okay. anything where it could be like considered oh i need to follow up on this you need to be able to like in five seconds think okay well i'm supposed to also do this as well but this is more important so let me do crisis management right now and then we'll get back to the topic okay uh i'm curious to hear your take on this we're in 2022 about to be 2023 but actually this time it comes out 2023 um what oh, are your oh. thoughts on I, again, I know you're relatively new in this field and stuff like that, mm -hmm. so it's a little hard to gauge, but it's pretty clear to see society has taken like a whole new route on mental health. It's a lot more glorified now. Mm -hmm. Like, There's a lot more eyes on it. It's taken way more serious. Yes. But do you think there 
it's almost gotten to a point where it's and I don't want to say it like it's like it, they don't mean mean anything like it, but it's almost coming to a point where it's oversaturated or overused. Do you think? Do you like, have you run into the cases where you're like, ooh, I think this person's like, like? Do you think they're just using it to the point where they just need attention? Oh, base, are they faking it or like they actually yeah, yeah, have yeah. the like, diagnosis? Like, like, like they're making or because you see it all the time. If <clears> someone gets <throat> called out for something, oh, uh, I have depression. Gotcha. And it's like, again, I don't want to discredit anyone because yeah. they, they could be going through a lot. Yeah. And we all do, but what what's the point where you're like, this is a real mental illness or you're going through it versus, no, nah, I don't think you meet that qualification to be <clears throat> like, like, is there a distinguish? Can you see differences between now society and how like over uh, projected, I guess I'll say, is mental health versus the people who are actually like right <laughs> like really struggling so i'll preface this by saying i think it's been a blast to be honest to see that mental disorders and mental health and illnesses and all that have been more prominent in our society these past few years because up until like 10 years ago you would say someone has depression and they would still have that sort of like stigma against it mm, not saying yeah. it's still not stigmatized but it's like it's kind of nice that people are a little bit more open about it today also, it gives, you know, psychologists more work and more for the field, which is awesome. But um, when it comes to that sort of setting, it's a little different than what I do. Because I, when I extern, it's like in the facility, it's like out of patient, they come to, well, actually, no, I'm sorry, it's court mandated. So like, really, it's not even volunteering. You have to come in, like it's, it's you're required to by the law. Um, so forensic is a little different than like, I guess, just regular counseling. But I always firmly believe that, and I think a lot of people believe this outside of psychology too, that you can't just have that one thing be your excuse entirely in life. You can't say, for instance, if someone's diabetic, you can't be like, oh, well, I can't, um, I can't go to this place because I'm diabetic. Oh, I can't go to this place because I'm diabetic, which some are valid reasons. Sure. But like it gets to, if it gets to a point where it's distressing your life, it doesn't sound like you're trying to do anything about it to make it a little bit better for yourself. Same thing with uh, mental health. Um, it's a very real thing. People take medication for it. People go to counseling. I think it's amazing. Um, but I do think that mental health should not run your life. Like your disorder should not be your only criteria of who you are. I, I honestly do agree with that because I've seen some like, I've I've seen people who, who use it as an excuse to not be able to get anything done. Yeah. Like... And it's unfortunate because exactly. it discredits which is like, everyone else. Which is like, you look at it and you're like, I, I, I understand you're struggling, but you also have the power to be able to change it. Yeah, you know? and there like, are those few occurrences where, you know, maybe they literally cannot. Like if someone is yeah. highly psychotic oh, yeah, of course. who needs inpatient treatment, like intensively, you know, yeah, it's no. very different but than MDD or something. In most cases... You genuinely do have the power to get up and change it if you really wanted to. If you really wanted to. I think that also comes down to it depends. I'm curious to hear yeah. then. Adding on but to not that, so I'll bring up a notable name, uh, Andrew Tate. Oh. Okay. I'm curious coming. to see. He has made a take on depression <clears throat> and how, <clears throat> and I don't, I've watched a ton of Andrew Tate because I don't like to make biased views without listening to long form content. I think it's unfair how they treat certain people based on clips. Mm -hmm. So Andrew Tate brings up depression and saying that like, he, he, he said it's not real. Um, I think <clears throat> he's went a little back on it and been like, yes, like of course it is real. But his statement is that like, you do have the power to change it. Most of the time when you're depressed, he's he brings up, I don't mean to misquote at all, but he brings up how like, are you in the gym? Are you working on getting your body better? Are you working on surrounding yourself with the right people? Are you working on getting the right job, money, mental, like that stuff mm -hmm. before saying, oh, I'm depressed, but you're out of shape. You're not doing anything with your career. You're doing all of these factors. You surround yourself you with feel. horrible people. You're doing. Isn't all of this a factor in mental health? Yeah. So it's like, if you take that same person who said, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed and put him in a situation where he has different things, mm -hmm. is his mind going to still feel the same way? Oh, I'm depressed regardless of what situation I'm in? Or is it because the situa it's situational depression? Do you think people go through a lot more situational depression rather than I'm actually depressed mentally? 
Or are they are they the same thing? Do you think? I I cannot comment if like the statistics on it because I generally don't know if it's like they call it adjustment depression or yeah. uh, anxiety disorders where it's situational. That's a, we have an actual disorder for that mm-hmm. versus like some people could have it from genetic reasons and just overall. Oh, yeah. So I can't comment on that aspect. Um, but I do think people have more power than they think to change things. I do agree with that. I don't necessarily agree with his quote. Um, like there are some things where I'm like, well, no, depression is definitely a real thing. Um, not saying everything he said was like incorrect or some things were misquoted, but <coughs> in the aspect of like changing your life for the better, of course, has a good impact on your mental health. For instance, yeah. one of the biggest things that doctors of all types, including psychologists say is how is your sleep? Do you get enough sleep at night? Do How's you exercise? Do exercise actually does not come up as often. The first are the survival needs. Like, are you getting sleep? Are you eating? Um, Do you have like enough nutrition? Like stuff like that. Then comes the secondary needs. Um, Because for some people, like, yes, definitely staying active is a good thing for for life in general. I I mean, I don't... But not going to the gym necessarily. You can just go for a walk. Oh, yeah. Walking, going on a run, playing some basketball. Just like doing honestly anything. Um, I I don't remember like what the quote was but i heard that just doing exercise daily even if it was for like 15 to 30 minutes has a positive impact on how your day goes or like how your brain takes it you know i i could definitely see that being a possibility Mm -hmm. i think that's a case-by-case thing for me personally yes i agree like anytime i go to the gym or i work out i think wow like that was a really nice start to today you You know know, i'm feeling productive you know and i mean you're supposed to, when you go to the gym or you work out or something like that, it's supposed to hurt at first, but there's yeah. a satis, <laughs> like there's a satisfying feeling afterwards. You feel proud you're like, of yourself. wow, I really did that. You mm. know, I, I feel like I can do anything now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that. And, that is, and again, it's not just the analogy of gym. Like that is anything. With That's anything like, active. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Mm. Um, that also I, could be created. I do want to yeah. bring up, you brought up medication and mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of like to touch into this. Do you... I think it's clear to see there's an over-medication in the U.S. in the first place. I agree. I am curious to see what your take on that is because I personally feel like with this mental health stuff, people are so quick to be like, oh, I'm depressed. Let me go take a medication. Mm-hmm. But you get antidepressants. That's the first thing. You know? Instead of, let me try to change everything I can in my control and then still if there's something wrong, then take medication. But it seems like it's always a first step. Oh, you're depressed? Here you go. Here's some bipolar here's some this medication this medication medication. (laughs) no you know what i I genuinely do agree with him i think that doctors think it's just easy to just hand out medication and then boom problems solved i don't even want to blame doctors almost i i I don't even know who to blame like Mm. but it's clear to see there's an over like medication but genuinely the only people the only people you (laughs) you know the only people you really can blame at right now is doctors you know they they're not your therapist, so they don't know what's really going on. You know, maybe if you went to talk to a therapist and they're like, okay, have you tried doing this? Have you tried doing that? And if nothing's really worked, then that therapist can maybe go quote a doctor, you know, tell mm-hmm. them, hey, he needs this, this type of medication, you know. But at, at some points, I genuinely think that it's, oh, you're depressed. You feel like this. Okay, we'll take you to the doctors. They'll give you medication and they won't try nothing else, you know. So yeah, what, what do you think medication is the route to go? <clears throat> so I think it really depends. Um, I I personally have always been an avid like supporter of I think everyone needs therapy at the end of the day, not in the sense of like everyone's like mentally ill, yeah. but it's just nice. Someone to talk to. Exactly. It's nice to have that person where you're like, oh, you know what? I just want to vent about today. Um, <laughs> but I always think that your first route should be through therapy. Discuss it, see what options are available for you, see how intense it is for you because everyone's different. Some people could be born with, you know, uh, schizophrenia, for instance, is a genetic oh, uh, yeah. mental disorder. You can't really... Uh, you can't really just fix it. You even know? even through therapy, it's not, I'm going to cure you of your schizophrenia. No, you're going to have that. It's a lifelong chronic condition. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to help you maintain and like adapt coping skills for this. Um, but you're 100% going to most of the time take antipsychotics if we're being real. Not everyone, but most of the cases are like that. I always believe, though, your first route should always be therapy, counseling, something of that sort in nature. Discuss your options. And from there, try out any sort of like treatment plan that works for you. For some, it's CBT. That's a very common one. It's cognitive behavioral therapy. 
Uh, for some DBT, for some it's motivational interviewing. Like try I like CBD. For I some like, CBD, yeah. THC, I, I like. THC. Try those out. From there, if it's still not working, and don't give it like two weeks. Like give, give it, it some at least time. a couple months. Give it a month. Yeah, give it a, a month, few months. Two months, or three something. months. You know, something along those. If it's still distressing you and it's honestly getting worse, then at that point we might know it's a chemical um, imbalance and okay. give you like something like that. But I do agree. I think antidepressants at this point are being very, very like there's a very surge, commonly a surge in it. Yeah, basically. And it's it's a little upsetting to see because not everyone necessarily always needs it as their first route. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah. let me ask you this. What mental illness do you think is the most common right now? It's well, got to be depression. I would say anxiety. I would say anxiety. I, well, I've, I've heard... They're comorbid. You know, sometimes. but I've heard anxiety... Like just from people around me, you know, from from things that I've watched, anxiety is used a lot. Like as, mm -hmm. um, how do how do I explain? I, I, honestly, actually, that's a good point. I think actually, everyone's like, oh my god, right. my anxiety is. You, yeah, that's what a, I'm saying. They use it, and yeah. they're like, yeah. oh, uh, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. Oh, it's because of my anxiety. Yes. Do you think? Are, people are you sure it's because of your anxiety? Not not to like uh like you know yeah. on your question, but kind of to add, do you think people? do not understand what they're saying when they bring up these mental disorders no genuinely. oh my god my anxiety kicking oh my god i'm so depressed so <laughs> that, that's what i'm trying that, to say like yeah. do you think there's do you think there's an oversaturation because of people's like uneducation on the actual facts like you don't know if you're depressed but you're like oh i'm depressed that's also i i think like just uh, not knowing i think it's a problem today it's sometimes even people who have the disorder don't even know which is okay mm. like we don't always have to know everything about ourselves um, ideal world, yes. But yes, I agree. I think a lot of people, especially now with TikTok, um, I've <clears> seen <throat> a, I don't personally have the platform, but I've seen a ton of like clips on YouTube or something where it's like, um, you think you may have anxiety? Well, watch for out for these five signs. And I was like, that's not how anxiety <laughs> works. Like, yeah. that's not how mental health works. You shouldn't be able to do a checklist on YouTube and being like, congrats, I have testing anxiety. Yeah. Like, uh, so based I, on those results, I have anxiety. The, and I also think people are misusing the labels half the time. Oh, so yeah. when they're like... The pronouns. I'm, the, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's the pronouns for mental health. But like, yeah. I also... When people are like, oh, <clears throat> they switch moods so often. They're so bipolar. Like, oh, don't throw that out like it's like nothing. It's yeah. still a significant impact on someone's I've, life. I've honestly think that social media impacts how you see a mental illness as much Mm -hmm. I agree. It's definitely been weak, which is cool because it's bringing, what is the word, to light basically what mental health is. I mm -hmm. think that's dope. Mm -hmm. But it's always, it's not always the most accurate way of bringing it out. I think it's awesome that we can give it awareness, but I don't want it to be necessarily clickbaity. I don't want it to be like, oh, um, <clears throat> I have depression, this and this and this. And it's like, well, did you ever see a psychologist and get those diagnoses? No, but my friend has these symptoms and I have the same one. Well, then I don't know for sure if you have these. Mm. You might, but we'll never know until you go. Until yeah. you go to a so doctor. that's why it's just important yeah. to actually it's, go yeah. and figure it out instead of just making these like latent assumptions. Right? I, I don't yeah. like, yeah, I don't like saying these types of statements with no backing, no factual okay. stuff, especially in our field, which this is why it's always so ironic too when I see these types of clips, because most of the time I don't believe it is actually a person who is from the field. I think it's maybe people who study the field because one of our like ethical guideline or codes for forensics, at least, is basically how you present yourself in the media. Mm -hmm. And if it's misconstrued, <clears throat> you are supposed to go back in and correct it. So if people mm -hmm. are like, if a psychologist is literally making a TikTok saying this is your anxiety symptoms and being like, check off if you have this, then that's a problem in itself. Yeah. yeah. So I actually have to ask you this. Please ask. So I, I have these, I have this friend that I know, she actually s deleted TikTok for a while because she thought it played into her like mental health, you know? And do you think that if you delete social media, you take a break off of it for like a really long time or just use it less, you know, limit your time on it because there's like options you can do that on oh, your yeah. phone. Do you think it can help your mental health more? Does yeah, does well, mental does the mental social, um, of the social yeah. media? Yeah, and I and 
Yeah. Go ahead. You go first. What is your professional analysis on social media and mental health? I don't have like the the reports basically behind me, but I believe like even studies that I've read about is that, yeah, having a maybe lesser intake of certain stuff that make you make feel a certain way helps. Me personally, yes. I, I find myself whenever I go a break off of Instagram, which I don't even like using in general because it makes my mental health worse. Um, I feel better overall, sometimes taking a break from things that maybe like there's stuff on our feed that might trigger us or might like make us feel a certain way. I'm not sure if she has a specific thing that kept coming on her feed that just made her feel like a certain type of way. But yeah, taking a break and stepping away from that helps because think about it. It's like the same thing. Social media can be almost as as tiring as like going to work. Sometimes you're sometimes on there for eight hours and you're like, oh, my God, like this was this was a lot for today. Um, so kind of taking breaks or distancing yourself whenever you need it, I think is a good idea. You don't have to outwardly delete everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think the answer is always like completely like go cold turkey. Oh yeah. No. But I think like if she thinks that, a, you know, a break is needed, then a break is needed. I don't think that's a, a problem personally. Um, do you think now that you've been in this field, I, I'm not going to air all your dirty laundry, but you'd say you have some mental health problems that you deal with on your personal <laughs> side yeah i um, think a lot of people do and yeah, i think yeah. i think so too yeah. because sure. now it's it's more studied so people are able to identify it better which is which is great mm-hmm. uh do you think forensic psychologist as yourself do you think gonna be more hopefully stop it uh <laughs> do you think a lot of them develop mental health problems within this field do you think it amplifies oh, their mental health issues in the first place dealing with all this stuff? Or do you think it's able to be like maintained and it's okay? Like, how do you separate yourself from listening to all these like horrifying cases? I've heard that, you know, like it's the same thing for therapists. Therapists mm-hmm. have their own therapists, yes. you know? So that's not a myth. That's very true. In mm-hmm. fact, they a lot of places um, even tell you when you go into these types of fields, hey, do you have a resource outside? You might want to find one if not. Um, especially with forensic work, it is quite, quite hard to kind of come home after a really hard case sometimes. So you would want that sort of outlet. Um, me per, oh, so as far as like the field goes, I think it's like a hit or miss on that question. I think a lot of people have mental health issues maybe coming into the program and it's just like, you know, you learn to maintain it and stuff like that. It's not necessarily developing because of it. Some might, some might not. Some could get better even with it after learning coping mechanisms. Um, but I think with, I've never met a person in the field never have to talk to someone outside. Like if you, let's say you didn't have anything growing up, but you're like 10, 15 years in the line and you've seen some really heinous, heinous uh, crimes and all that sort of stuff. Stop, I saw it. Um, <laughs> this is our like, <laughs> So I, I think like at that point, it could take a toll. Actually, in fact, one of the rules they tell us is like the minute you start being desensitized to this sort of work where you start thinking like you're not caring as much or you're like, oh, it's just like that one guy is the minute you're supposed to step away because the minute you lose empathy, you cannot perform to your best abilities. So are you comfortable with sharing with us one of your craziest cases that is exactly what i was about to ask um so personally and i know this uh, is there oh you can't there is it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be something you're not no details like just let us know the name social security number just simple things it doesn't it doesn't have to be something you're not comfortable with sharing doesn't have to be something that's taken a very big toll on you just something that You've been you like, know, what the? You, yeah, you found. <laughs> like, you were like, holy shit, this is possible to do. You know, like people think like this. You know. Okay. What is the craziest then, case you've been? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I. Hmm. Well, that's hard because I've heard about crazy cases and I've also dealt with like some um, interesting cases. Um, I don't like saying necessarily crazy because uh, it's a little interesting. Hip, crazy. Interesting, yeah. 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 So with like. I guess one surprising fact, I'm not going to go too in depth in it because one ethical code and then, yeah. but, but you're not a forensic psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter, bro. We're still, <laughs> we're you can studying. break those codes. You, don't you can't backtrack. Okay, my bad. Um, you can't go oopsie. Um, with one of the things that was really surprising about this field specifically is like expect the unexpected, meaning no age is like 
off target for committing. Um, I I have <laughs> heard and seen people, um, what is it, prepubescent people basically get in trouble with the law and um, having to help them with their treatment or be a, a co-helper of their treatment. And it's kind of amazing to see like, wow, it's your upbringing and or your environment can really impact a person this bad. Like we hear about it all the time. But to see someone in like a detention facility when they're not even 16 is crazy to me. So that's what, not enough. We need, what, more juice. I, what, I, <laughs> we need more juice. What was the youngest and the oldest cases you've that seen? I cannot disclose? Mm. Sorry. On that part, I cannot okay. disclose. All I know right. some people can, but personally, this is a, I'd rather be safe than sorry. All because right. age names are usually. How do you view one of like the most notorious? criminals how do you guys analyze them like the ted bundy's the jeffrey Dahmers, the, <laughs> the main reason people john think... wayne gacy again these are notable names that people john wayne gacy i have no the clown, the clown killer? killer oh yeah, yeah. The young boys yeah man. <laughs> okay okay uh, you should know about him no no i know about the clown killer i just never knew his real name anyway uh questionable act yeah he didn't, that one went over um but yeah so these like oh, okay okay these notable criminals they're obviously Bro, like in Jeffrey Dahmer, they wanted to study his brain yeah. when he died. What are your, like, do you guys talk about these criminals in your guys' field a lot? Oh my God. Are they used as examples? Are they? Yes, they are. Holy, like, can I curse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Holy shit, dude! A are fucking they, course. They're, they're over. <laughs> they're, they're used in, insanely, actually, um, because it's like sometimes it's the best example you can give. Dude, um, yeah. So with like. Ted Bundy, whenever we talk about like, you know, they can be uh, a serial killer, you know, having multiple victims and stuff. A first person people think is like Ted Bundy uh, for class. Maybe we might be like, oh, you see how they had this specific symptom as seen and this person. Um, I think I did Andrea Yates like multiple times for my reports because she was fascinating. But yeah, like it's <coughs> it's a pretty it's kind of like using Einstein. For math, you know what I mean? For math and oh, sciences. That was physics, but you know, I, I was like, same thing. He's a mathematician, though. He's a mathematician. Well, I think you're thinking... Um, uh, uh, gravity guy. <laughs> oh, my That's, God. I'm oh spacing. That is correct. Why? Elon Musk? No. Can you... What the fuck? Uh, It'll come to me. I'll, I'll see you <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. I'm, I'm spacing on the name. Um, I'm going to bring it up. Thomas Jefferson? No, dog, uh, the president? What is wrong with you? Thomas, oh, my God. Wait, no, hold Thomas on. Thomas Jefferson no. created gravity. No, no, no. This just Gravity? Like, Thomas Jefferson created gravity. Wow, that really did space out on me, too. Holy shit. Space? Uh, 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 shut the fuck uh, up. I have to bring this up. I have to. I have to. I have to. I'm nervous. I already talked about it on the podcast. Kanye West. Oh, I was like, good thing I'm kept up. Question mark. No, I I gotta bring up Kanye, bro. I. It's clear to see now that. I don't know if he's Mr. Unwell. West. Is he unwell? Like, okay, yes, he he's been already diagnosed with like bipolar and like. I believe so. Yes. Is narcissism? That's a real disorder, right? Yeah, is so that it's a, called narcissistic personality disorder. And it's is a that type a of personality. genuine? Like you could be like uh, <clears throat> diagnosed with narcissism. narcissism? Okay, it's, well, narcissist NPD. Yes, NPD. Okay, it's a disorder. From your eyes and your standpoint, Kanye and the this is gonna crack me up. The lash outs say. he's had on these podcasts, mm -hmm. his blatant like lack of empathy. <laughs> What do you think is going on in his mind right now? What do you think, Kanye? Do you think he is genuinely going through something, like an episode, or is he really true to what he's saying and he's just, or is this a whole publicity son? Even though it's Kanye, he don't even need it. But what do you think when you look at Kanye right now? What he's doing? What do you think is going on in his head? Um. You're going to hate me, but I really can't speak on it. He's not my client. If he was to sit down in front of me and air out exactly everything he's saying at that point or and said some other deeper stuff, then maybe at that point I could start discussing like but a as possible a viewer, diagnosis. As a viewer. What do you mean you can't? I can't. So this is one of the things that, you know, it's like 
people on the internet do incorrectly where they're like i'm gonna diagnose this person exactly off of a movie for instance they did it with johnny depp as well in his trial where they're this uh who is it mrs amber heard amber heard yeah but her um forensic psychologist or psychologist that came on stand curry curry no curry Curry? was phenomenal i love her um way to give her names really good like status but no um herd's psychologist or whoever went on the stand yeah they specifically said uh that mr depp um was portraying these types of like symptoms and has this disorder but you can't do that you he's not your you have never met exactly but he said based off of the pirates of the caribbean movies that he portrayed this so this is exactly what you're giving me is like a clip and diagnosing so I can't personally speak on it. I think he should. All right, all right, all right. You're not definitely have someone to talk to. I honestly think since Kim, that was just his downfall right there. Since Kim, the divorce. Uh, <laughs> no, genuinely. I mean, since I mean, that everything. divorce yeah. was, I think, where everything started to go downhill. That's when he started to yeah. like. He had time to fix it too. On top, he of that, definitely did. You know, yeah. but it just kept dropping. Yeah. I will say this though: <clears throat> like, I I truly do hope. If he is struggling with something or should anything, he seek help? Well, I'm a firm believer. I hope everyone he's already should, seeking so yes, help. I, I hope. Do you so. think he has good people around him? No. I don't. So the people he's now hanging out with, I don't understand who they are half of the time. Like he's been surrounded by people that I would say are searching for clout, pretty much. I don't think they're helping him. Uh, I don't know who he's hanging out with. Like, though. I don't think with his interviews, it's helping him a lot because all these no. interviews, these people Where's, asking him these questions. This person, I, again, it's Kanye, bro. I, I, uh, bro, Kanye is something to study, bro, because yeah. <laughs> genuinely. He might I, be, maybe in 200 years. This could be genuinely it's gonna just be in a like book. <laughs> all intentional. I, I don't know. We've delved into it. I don't want to go back into it, but yeah. I just want to hear your thoughts. I, I would. You, you're going to tell me after the podcast, though. Uh, say again. You gonna tell me after the podcast though? You know, just one on one. I'll because I'm curious to hear your analysis. I'll think about it. I mean, I mean, you could have said this off the podcast too. You know? I know <laughs> we could have started off. With yeah, <laughs> but no one decided yeah. to give me their questions. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, guys, she will discuss this with us after the podcast. Not a single person no will hear about this. No camera will be on. Out everything. Um, Completely breaks code. Keep, 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 Did you say keep us on? What? Hmm? I don't even know if this picks up, but we're still working <laughs> on these mics. Keep one of the cameras on. The joke is over. <laughs> um, you have, that's all I have, to be honest with you. I, I thought that was great. I thought that got... It was it was more serious than I expected. Uh, but Sorry. it has to be right because we can't joke about mental health. So It's, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, <laughs> please seek help. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, okay. Right. I do want to ask you. Hmm. You being in the field, you knowing what you know, you knowing how helpful it is to seek out help for this stuff, you dealing your own mental health problems, Mm -hmm. how have you seen, how have you viewed your mental health problems before you got into the field and now that you're in the field? Do you view them differently and do you weigh them differently? Um, So are we talking from undergrad or are we talking from grad school? Uh, Before. Before. <laughs> <laughs> just before this was a good question okay, I'll, start, I'll start just with before. undergrad and undergrad, I'll do grad undergrad. I'll, I'll go into grad <clears throat> so if I'm being honest with you because I didn't exactly have the most training in psychology growing up first of all you know you know how our parents are you know how our culture is when it comes to mental health continue you have made everyone in the NBA disappointed I tonight. just made it um, we'll check after alright go ahead Kobe is screaming um, so but so you know exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. Joke. It's an. <laughs> All right. um, I still gotta find out that basketball player's stop, name, stop, by stop. the way. Uh, <laughs> so basically, like, I didn't really have much information. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what it meant. And honestly, growing up, I was like, why would I? You know, why would I go through such a thing? And even if bad things occur, I was like, why would I have it? Until junior year of undergrad is when I finally started. No, no, he wasn't doing anything. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Um, until junior year of undergrad is when I started actually, like, seeing distress in my life, seeing I'm getting, like, worse, if that makes sense. Like, every day almost felt like a chore. Like, I, I generally was like, I don't even know if, like, I want to do this. I don't know if I even, like, everything I used to love just stopped being enjoyable to me. So that's when I, like, started trying and to change my life What age were you around. when you started realizing this? I knew something was up when I was for sure 
16 to 18. I, something was happening around that time, but I'm, not significant enough. It, it was it was basically the same thing for me. I think as soon as I turned 16, I was going, you, you know the story, basically, you know? As soon as I started turning 16, I realized that, dude, I got I got to change something. I got to start changing you, something. You feel like I something's didn't off. Really, yeah. I didn't really change anything until November of last year. And I think mm-hmm. that's when I started being like, I got to start hitting the gym. I got to start, mm-hmm. you know, uh, changing how I, I view things. I got to start you know, yeah. just doing little things that make me feel good about myself again, to be able yeah. to like feel like I can achieve bigger things during the day. How much... Uh, how much did you, knowing that you had uh, mental health issues, play into you wanting to go into the field? Do you think? Do oh. you think there's more people that have mental health issues that are more inclined to go into this field, or do you think there's not really like a trend behind it? So let me just quickly finish <clears throat> what I was saying on the last yeah. thing, if that's okay. Um, so it's not. <laughs> anyways, um, I seeked help at around twenty type of thing, and then from there, um. I actually think I got better with time. You kind of learn what you can do to adjust and better your life. By grad school, I had a really hard pitfall at one point where I generally was like, I'm not even sure if this is a field for me. Like everything just was kind of going to shit. But you kind of learn the tips and tricks that they tell you about and you start implementing it and you're like, dang, this actually works. Like that's crazy. So but, how old are you again? Like 32? 40 <laughs> 20 years, 20 she's, years she's, 20, she's 25 guys she's, 25. A, she's, a, she's young um, sorry what was uh, my question? question I guess irrelevant no no no, no you were saying <laughs> <laughs> I don't matter anymore bro I'm just gonna hey let's wrap it up bro um, my question was do you, you realizing you had mental health issues did that play a part into you wanted to go into this field and be like I want to study oh. this I want to know I want to understand I want to learn more about it so for, for myself, for well, are there any selfish reasons and why you chose forensic psychology? Me personally, um, if I did, I either one, I did, I was not super aware of it or it was very minimal. And if I wanted to go into it, it would have been like simply coping mechanisms, like techniques I can use, breathing techniques I can use when I'm like stressed out, stuff like that. But it wasn't the ultimate picture for me. I always, always was kind of sure that like, not to be like stereotypical, like I'm going to go help people. Of course, that's what the field does. But more so, I kind of was more curious than anything. I didn't necessarily want to go into the field to help myself. And of course, I want to help them. But my primary reason was curiosity was why did their brains work like this? Why would they do such a thing? Why why did they think this was okay? Like that was my main reason. And then once you finally start doing the research, seeing the people and actually interacting with them, you see like, oh, you are built differently. So this, this makes sense why you believe like this is okay when, you know, maybe legally it's saying the exact, it's literally like red signs everywhere going like, please stop doing this. So curiosity. They just build different. They just build different. Yeah. Um, Okay. You know me how I viewed mental health a couple of years ago. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I'll, 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 I'll be real. I was like, this is bullshit, bro. Skeptical. Like, you, you were skeptical. Very, it's not very, real. No, no, this no, no, shit it was is bad. stupid. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, you just don't think that way. Like, that was my mentality. I was like, just don't think that way. Yeah. And it's because I've been, I've been blessed to, I, I have problems, but like, <laughs> I got problems. But it's <laughs> not like, yeah, it's not drastic to where like, it's ruining my life and I don't understand how other people yes. feel. Yeah. So, I, I couldn't relate to that. Mm-hmm. However, there, there was points in my life where I'm, I, I felt like, oh, is this is this what it feels like? Because mentally, I was like battling myself, and I was like, I've never felt Got this way before. Yeah. I didn't know how to feel about it. Do you think men's mental health now? Because again, you're told to be a man, and I know it's opening up yes. a lot more nowadays. Mm-hmm. However, men's mental health, I got to be honest with you, bro, it, it's still bullshit to people. Very, to people. yes. We're gonna very go take, ahead. Taken very lightly. I, We're it, gonna it, go it makes ahead. Makes me angry. Trust me. This is this is. I hate to rant about it, but this is ridiculous, bro. We're going to go ahead and post men's mental health, men's suicide. Oh, mm-hmm. well, let's let's post about it, post about it, post about it. But men are still treated like absolute garbage in like public. You can absolutely slander a man mm-hmm. in public. But if you say one thing about a woman, it's completely oh invalid. You can't say that. Oh, that's misogyny. That's this, that. But mm-hmm. then a man, oh, you need to do this. Oh, he's broke. He's oh, this, 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 this. Do you yes. think there's such stigma? Why do you think men have do you like this is a key reason why it's playing into all these suicides and all these mm. like 
I, I don't know. What's your standpoint on like men's mental health and how how we say it's being taken more critical? But to be honest, I, I don't think so. So with I will definitely say that there are unfair advantages between um, very the two sexes. Now sometimes you know men have the upper hand, and other times men uh, or women have the upper hand. Um, fun fact, by the way, little um, known statistic that actually men are ranked highest for basically committing or doing everything um for being victims of crimes of everything aside from sex crimes so for instance women are more likely to be raped more likely to be stalked and more likely to be um i believe it's like kidnapped it's some something else related to like mm. sex crimes men are the victim of everything else murder assault robbery all of that um so it's sense. quite interesting to see that the mental health and the men's side is not being treated as you know as a priority um i do agree i think we need to get better at our stances with how we view and how we discuss mental health for men because it is going to be different um at the end of the day in some aspects like with women if someone goes into therapy and they were um maybe a person of rape right the a person who experienced rape how they discuss it is going to be a little bit different than how a man would discuss it mm. men sometimes don't even bring <clears throat> that sort of stuff up because they feel shame or they feel embarrassment and it's unfortunate cause because this is a safe space because we because just like men have been taught to not be vulnerable. They've yes. been taught to, you know, take care of this, do this, do that. But do not ever be vulnerable because you will get put down by other people. Mm -hmm. And that's and it's how still it's always been. Today. Like, it is. It's very, yes, very, see. very We're apparent. Go ahead and say like, oh, no, no, <clears throat> talk about it. Talk about it. And you go and talk about it. You're still going to get shit on. That's what I'm so saying. So it's like, how yeah. is mental men's mental health being respected? But then we still have constant disrespect. But on social media, we want to go ahead and post. Oh, yeah, I this matters. This matters. But it, what, in reality, it doesn't matter, bro. That's what it, it shows. That's what it genuinely it, really does seem like it doesn't matter. I've had multiple times where I felt like, oh, I really just want to talk to someone about this. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to someone about that. But when I think about it and I take the time to like sit down and be like, okay, who can I go to, to talk about this to? There is not a single person I feel like I can go talk about this to mm -hmm. without feeling like I am being bothersome. I'm like, yeah. you know, being annoying to them or, or just in general being like, what's the word? So not me. So that's when you seek out counseling, my boy. But um, <laughs> it, it, it still goes the same with counseling. That's the problem because you go there and you're like, do I really want to talk about this? Do I want to seem vulnerable in front of that's someone fair. I do not know? Mm -hmm. Because but that's it's, it's hard. Right? That's it's yeah, but it's a lot harder to be able to go talk to someone, you know, that you don't know rather than, oh, you know, being able to talk to like him because mm -hmm. I've known him for so long. He's the closest person I like. He's the person I'm the most close to. You know, I'd argue the opposite, though. I, I think there's a lot of security. The reason therapists are so popular and good, confidentiality, they mm -hmm. don't know you. There's no personal bias. There's no judgment. Um, that's the that's the beauty of it. Right. Um, but I get what you mean. Like, yeah. it, it does feel nice to have people who care about you who will also listen to you. Yes. And by the way, I want to let you know I'm here. bro. And like, also, oh, yeah, 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 for, for sure. Like, for sure. You said for zero. Sure. And that shocked me a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. Like, no, no, no. Not uh, like, not, it, was, it, was, it was just like, I'm sorry. Are we not I'm, I was just, no, for real. I was using it as an example, like, uh, if I'd say a year ago from now, yeah, I would say I wouldn't even talk to Jacob about my most, pro like, traumatic experiences. I genuinely wouldn't, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. There's only there's only so little I've ever opened up to someone before to where it's like, do I, do I really feel like I'm confident enough to go and talk about this to someone when I've barely told them anything about myself, where yeah. they barely know, a, you know, a lot about me. So I think with that is like if you ever do or want to experience actual therapy where you meet someone just completely, you have no idea. No, I'm too broke. I also <laughs> mood, but like some insurance takes it. But um, this is why I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm too broke. I actually that's an actual crisis in America. But um, you'll see that everyone goes in with the same mentality. Yeah. Even people who are court mandated who see me who are my clients sometimes are like I don't. I don't want to talk about this. And you'll see every single therapist, at least good ones, always go, that's fine. We don't have to talk about it. You're not yeah. required to discuss anything in front of us. No, I will say this kind of depends with forensics. But, like, you're not required to. You open up on your own time. Being vulnerable, by the way, not – it's. I, yeah, I agree I mean, it is more of a men issue with opening up. However, it is not limited to you guys. I will say women are sometimes just as stubborn as men in this aspect. 
Um, but you guys obviously differ in some variation. It's just how men have been raised. You guys were inclined to be yeah. stronger, like, stronger mentally, uh, mentally and physically. physically. I, I, I pray, be I pray it does because yeah, it's old, ridiculous. Yeah. Because you guys are allowed to feel emotions. You guys, I hate the whole stereotype where it's like real men don't cry. I, I hate it. Can I be honest with you? I didn't. No. I didn't. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. All right, cut the cast. <laughs> 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 I didn't know we had a, 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 a men's mental health day. Yeah, yeah. that shot. Not until I was like, what? I got po- it got we posted on TikTok. One? No, because it's every day. <laughs> every day is no, no, men's. No. Genuinely, oh, sorry, I, I genuinely looked at a TikTok and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? What men's mental health day? I thought, actually didn't know that either. Okay. And I well, thought they were referring to September. I go look at the date. Do you November ni- November 19th is the day, I think. Is that what it is? I don't remember what day it was. We don't even know. I don't even know the <laughs> It's not important. Oh, that's not- six. It's the first thing you learn in psychology school. No, uh, genuinely. I was like, what the fuck? That's I never actually really knew we cool had that they have a day a like this, you know? National thing, though. But, and it's the fact that I looked through those comments. There were so many people that didn't know either. They were like, "We had a mental, a men's mental health day." When just it's just a lot more, bro. Is, but you gotta show it, right? We could go ahead and post black screens for Black Lives Matter, but if you're still a racist, that black screen did nothing. It's right. the same thing, bro. You could post about men's mental health mattering, but then you're still gonna go out on social media and slander a man. That's what I'm like, saying. I think just generally, society just needs to do a little bit better or be a little bit more like sensitive or aware of like yeah, that everyone can go through hard Society's times. Society's stubborn, and it's society like, but is again, stubborn. And then um, it goes back to the oversaturation of claiming you have mental health problems, and then nobody wants to take you serious. That's if the I'm being problem, honest, bro. though, psychologists, at least good ones, like they, they are able to identify. Or, yes. Yeah. Oh my God! Actually, the more you experience in this field, we have a word called malingering. Malingering means like you're lying about something. Oh well, you're. It's a facade. You're either over exaggerating symptoms or you're like under. You're like, oh, you know, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, to but fit like, a specific criteria. Like sometimes it's oh, like yeah. I want to be like schizophrenic today or something like that, or I want to be. And <laughs> 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 the aspect of like maybe it might advantage them. And sometimes people who have mental disorders will be like, you're so dumb. I'm so sorry. That. <laughs> that caught me so off guard. <laughs> That's all I saw. Oh. Um, okay. There's no way this is being aired out. <laughs> no, bro. Uh, that is all I have. Well, she wasn't done. Miss uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Bella wasn't doctor, done. Not doctor. It's been a pleasure, Miss. I appreciate you coming on. Seriously, thank you very much. This was an incredible podcast. I think so. I hope you guys take some value out of it. I genuinely enjoy talking about this. This was nice. This was nice. And again, at the end of the day, be kinder to one another. Period. Um, Do what you can to better yourself. You will feel so much better in the end. But yeah, overall, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Any last words you want to give before we end it off? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, just be kinder to one another. We kind of discussed this. Uh do like small little steps ultimately like you don't have to jump onto the next big goal you can do small things that make you happy don't burn yourself out you exactly yeah. you mentioned some things where you were basically like hey maybe make my dead my, my <laughs> make my bed today <laughs> and then uh tomorrow yeah. maybe i'll put the socks away i don't know so small little things like that impact good little changes yeah, small little life. things that help you every day yeah All right. well so- Thank you guys so much for watching and thank you so much for Thank being on so Dr. Yeah. Savina Bello. I appreciate it. Um, Miss Bello. Dr. Savina Bello. Dr. Anyways, Bello. Uh, Miss Savina make sure to hit that subscribe button, like button, follow, follow all that good stuff Instagrams. in the description below. We will see y'all next week. Heat in our podcast is out.